0: Football is a game of aesthetics. It's all about what does it look like. Football is a game of tradition. The man who wins the penalty can't take (laughs) it. Football is a game of passion. Bollocks! Villa have scored. And that... Is why we love it. <laughs> Fuck me, why is this stupid game back? I think that was a real low point for me in my life. It's
1: time to turn the volume down.
0: Goals scored by new signings are the only ones that count. Penalties don't count. And Mamoru Saku having an, an absolute howler, that doesn't count either. The worst 90 minutes of football in Premier League history. <laughs> he's a fraud. Oh, Sedan's a fraud. Everyone's favourite statistical fraud. Brendan Rodgers. All about the aesthetics, that's what we like to see. That is just stat padding. Individual sport
1: masquerading as a team game.
0: Look at his Instagram, he's the ultimate beat of mail.
1: BBC Sport decided to advertise their TikTok account. Yuck! Yuck. <laughs> it just doesn't get any better. Does it?
0: Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Under the Floodlights with me, Bailey Hutchison, and Chris Ringland. Chris, we've had a week off, and there's so much to talk about. But firstly, how are you?
1: Um, yeah, uh, recovered. Was um, was at my annual staff retreat last week in England. Oh, and I got nutmegged by the CEO.
0: <laughs> so uh so we'll leave it at that so yeah you're now about to give an R analysis on people who are paid to do that but <laughs> we'll, we'll just cover a bit over the past week because I've written down so much over the past week, and we can't ignore any no, 100%, of it. One hundred percent. Yeah. So, firstly, it was last Sunday night, so at a time where we normally would have recorded, I found myself bored and watched the last thirty minutes of the Nations League. And <laughs> I'm just glad that Anthony Taylor has ruined someone else's life rather than mine. <laughs> usually, instead of ruining like just Chelsea fans' lives, he's just ruined the entire nation of Spain's life.
1: Yeah, like, I, I was, I just was thinking about that, Billy. Like. Wh- what drives UEFA to pick the English refs as the team for the finals of things?
0: Well, if you listen back to our last episode before uh, we went on our break, I told you about Mark Plattenberg saying they're the least corrupt in the game, but make up your own assumptions after you watch the, the Mbappe goal that was scored. That was not offside. That was not offside, but then we also had our own issue this week in the Prem with the Firmino goal. So, Oh yes, yeah. You know, very similar vibes, but... Uh, it's a trophy that doesn't really matter but I'm just glad that Anthony Taylor you know, is terrorising people around Europe uh, to get a bit closer to the home Scotland last Saturday I actually watched the second half of this because I was like oh they're getting battered you, know, so you is, never is know this, what could uh, happen
1: this is Israel not the Faroe yeah. Islands
0: this yeah this is the Israel game because yeah. the Faroe Islands was just Scotland being Scotland <laughs> whereas the Israel game was another planet I don't know where they found this time to come in for the second half Scotland
1: now, now all, all I'll say about both the Israel and Faroe Islands matches, great wins for Scotland, both winners, Bailey, um, they were scored with odd parts of the body in ways that were not good on the eye. And, and, and you know, Scott McTominay knew that. Like you could tell when he scored, it was going through his mind as he slid on his knees. You know, I didn't look great, did it?
0: I'm actually surprised when he really slid on his knees. I'm surprised he had the technique done. I didn't think McSauce had that in him, but I was I was delighted. I'll be honest. Scotland's one of those, especially whenever they really play Bill. I'll back Scotland massively. I'd love to see that lot in Qatar. I, I just want to see that pasty skin in Qatar. See how they get on. Yes. And elsewhere, uh, because. Scotland may go to Qatar and our own country may not after what happened against Switzerland, Chris. May not. Um,
1: uh, yeah, well, I know there's a lot of players missing, but you can't lose to Bulgaria. Um, yeah. the, so Jamal Lewis uh, got, was sent off for time-wasting on a throw-in after 37 minutes. <laughs> That's
0: what got me most it was the fact that he obviously was on a booking I think the ref just forgot he was on a booking think like the ref Be wanted like to make a statement t- but didn't tell, want to send him
1: off you could tell in his eyes as soon as he took out the yellow card <laughs> he realised and he knew yeah. he, and he was like oh no hang on a second I'm, I'm a about
0: to make a name for myself <laughs> I mean i uh, been a Northern Ireland fan for so long I'm just used to getting done over by the Swiss so I went yeah. in with low expectations and even those low expectations were blown away <sighs> This is something just never seen before
1: no, um w- w- I was uh, was glad to see um, the 18 year old for Liverpool Connor Bradley did well in and across the games, so hope for the future
0: never anyway. no, I pray for that boy having to play with that lot every couple of months, <laughs> so to, if he can find a passport for like Poland or something that kid yeah <laughs> um, yeah, play a yeah. Matty cash. Yeah. <laughs> uh, elsewhere, uh talked with the England team a bit. Uh, oh. went out went out and absolutely battered Andorra. And I wanna be honest, like I I wanna try my best to like this England team. I've said this before, like there's a lot of guys in this team, you know, a lot of young lads, a couple of guys play for Chelsea as well, and I really do wanna back them. And then they go and pump Andorra and then put out a goggle box style reacts video yeah on their youtube channel so i I have respect boys come
1: on i have a lot of i have a lot of questions about this um so so obviously this was like what i want to know first of all is how this was presented to southgate like oh yeah like like so, so who in the england setup said okay right pr marketing we need to get the lads to show a bit of personality because that's what's that's the way of things now on social yeah, media. Yeah, we need to get clicks. Get clicks. See, be more authentic, true to themselves. So we hear Grealish and Chilwell and Abraham and Sancho chatting about the game, and also be like, you see the you see the um the clips. They show the goals far too many
0: times in the clips. Oh yeah. It's so self-indulgent. It's complete bulletin board material. It's just the way they get on. And it's so, I find it so disrespectful. <laughs> Look, and it, we, we all know it's Andorra. We all know you're going to go out and batter them. You don't need to sit there with Sancho saying, Oh, this man's got a family as he runs past a 41-year-old right back. Let us do that. We're, we're the commenters. Let and... me and you and morons like us do it. Don't you sit there and go on a YouTube channel. And then four days later, draw it home. That I don't know who it was. Uh, Hungry, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Where? Where's the Gogglebox Reacts video that I <laughs> uh, didn't this, see that? Yeah,
1: there's a couple of things like Tammy Abraham saying to Declan Rice, Ooh, captain of West Ham, Declan Rice. Uh, <sighs> I mean,
0: again, I like all them. I do like them <laughs> lads, but I'm not having that after a five or six nil pump and whatever it was, lost count i, I and just going yeah. oh G- 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 Jacko, oh you, you controlled that so well on the 3G and all Ugh. all the England boys wise up if I ever see Miss and Mind on that sofa <laughs> watching games back saying no banter I'm done with them.
1: <laughs> and also hilarious that they drew to Hungary I mean come on yeah exactly was that
0: I, I want to see the box video come on lads let's not hide let's come on get the clicks Uh but then, yeah. Elsewhere, uh, once football's sort of finished up, I don't know. Did you catch this Monday night? I believe it was the Paul Merson documentary, Chris.
1: I heard about it. I didn't um, see it, but I do respect Paul and how he chats about these things.
0: Yeah, this was this was a tough watch, and as you know, I'm someone I, I enjoy a, a weekly bet on a game or two. Like I'll, I'll as you know, I sort of oh, max this is like his out, betting like yeah, addiction. I, like I sort of max myself out of, like five or a tenner. You know, like I don't. It's one of those. Aye you just have a bit of crack with it whereas these boys I I do quite worry at times like I always find myself say if I win one and put money on like another game the same day or whatever I'm going oh do I have a problem and then you watch this program Uh, yeah. and and Merce was talking about him and another ex-teammate of his I can't remember the name talking about how they've lost around 15 million quid between them oh oh Right. And yeah. genuinely, it was heartbreak, like it was shown at the start uh, that Merce last year and has been for a number of years, has been living in rented accommodation. This is a guy who you know has had a successful footballing career and has worked for Sky Sports for however many years since.
1: Mm.
0: And obviously from the outside you're watching it, you watch him on Sky Sports, whatever you go, Merce must be doing, you know, some somewhat all right for himself. Mm. And then you find out stuff like that. And then he talks about during COVID how he was saving up for a deposit for a house and then relapsed and mm. lost that deposit because he went and bet it. Mm. Properly heartbreaking stuff. So it was. And then they went and met these parents towards the end of uh, these guys who had unfortunately passed away because of um, what gambling had done to them. They are saying about how their sons had put on like 78, not even bets, 78 deposits in one day. Mm. That's insane. Like, yeah. L- the gambling companies had to do so much better. Like if you go and try and take cash out of a cash point, mm. you're maxed out at like three hundred quid a day. Yeah. Meanwhile, I think it was bet three six five in this case, we're allowing this guy to put seventy-eight different deposits into oh. the day account Monday. Yeah. And then it was showing how there was one girl whose husband passed away and on like the one year anniversary of his death, the bookies emailed them being like, Oh, you've been away a while? Oh, goodness gracious oh the entire the entire thing needs to change and again i'm one of these because i kind of do it and see it it's i can 100 see how easy it is just to lose yourself in that world
1: oh totally yeah and, and uh, yeah the,
0: the things they have in place like towards the end they were showing what these gambling companies claim they're doing what the government claim they're doing mm-hmm. and it was like a, a whistle the whistle ban on gambling adverts it's like well 20 seconds before the game kicks off, BT Sport, go to a quick ad break so that you can show me live that five. Yeah, yeah. Oh, It's a complete disgrace. Like, it yeah. is horrendous to watch this.
1: Yeah, and like uh, an unnamed uh, rival football uh, podcast news establishment that will not be named, but I <laughs> get a lot of <laughs> my information from... <laughs> And uh, they did a great expose on, um, you'll remember, Billy Football Index. Oh, yeah. We've never talked about this on here. F- we'll football Index, the, the great, um, bet, the new betting world of 2017 to 2019, which sponsored teams such as Nottingham Forest and uh, QPR, I think, or someone,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: just went bust overnight. and. Uh, people lost like hundreds of millions of pounds because they decided to uh, invest in foreign yeah. markets uh, without telling anyone who'd invested in them. Uh, and it turns out that their headquarters was um, a chair and a desk in Jersey.
0: Oh, so so there you go. It's it's brutal, some of the stuff out there. And again, like I'm in it and I do, I'm not going to lecture anyone to say do it or don't because I do and I enjoy it. I. But it, it's like anything, it's like any vice, just... Reign it in, like mm. once you're getting at the levels, these lads got off like 70 bits a day and stuff. Mm. It's horrible. Well worth a watch if anyone hasn't watched yeah. it. Uh, on, the, on the lighter note of two things, you know, it's a very heavy documentary, but I found uh, two things in it quite funny. Uh, that uh, Paul Merson, who is obviously an Arsenal legend, uh, he, one of his kids, they were playing football in the background, one was wearing a Kai Havertz Chelsea shirt. Oh, and then another was wearing an England shirt with Harry Kane on the back, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was interesting. I was like, Cause "I I know Merce is a Chelsea fan, and stuff, yeah. so I understood that, but I also thought uh, he's put a Spurs player on the back of his son's shirt. Oh, Arsenal, t- labs, absolutely. Arsenal and Chelsea players do play for England as well, Paul, so... <laughs> I, know. I know you have other things on your plate. <laughs> uh, and then elsewhere, completely fake football this, hmm. uh, but I thought important to bring this up and there will be spoilers here so if anyone wants to skip forward a minute or two work away oh, right. if you've not seen the season finale of Ted Lasso oh alright yeah because I think you need to get yourself involved Chris for season 3
1: for season oh, right okay for season I, 3 but, okay, uh, but, but, but hang on Bailey, right? you see see the Apple TV Plus thing yep is that like a monthly subscription thing
0: I don't know I got it whenever I bought a, a new phone so I don't know how it works I just have it oh. <laughs>
1: Um, right. okay. yeah.
0: <laughs> so they've got me. But so I started watching Ted Lasso, unbelievable show. Uh, but what has happened in the the last few episodes of it is uh Ted's club Richmond were going for promotion to the Premier League. Uh and in one game uh Ted had a Ted had to run off. Ted was having a panic attack. Oh right. Uh but so he ran off, didn't tell anyone, and the media made up that you know he had a he had a dodgy stomach or whatever. And Ted's assistant coach, who used to be Ted's kit man, Nate, stepped up. They won that game. Uh, Nate found himself on Sky Sports and on the back of the newspaper the next day and thought he'd be a bit more of a big lad. Mm. Uh, before the final game of the season, a, a journalist uh, messages Ted uh, to say, this story's coming out tomorrow, sent them the back page, and it was to reveal to the world that Ted had had a panic attack. And this journalist said, "By the way, uh, I'm not supposed to reveal my sources, but Nate told me." Oh, some cut cut through, some massive heel turn from Nate cut through. But then we find out, last scene of the season, West Hammer looking at new manager Chris. <laughs> who do they? Who do they pick up? Nate.
1: <laughs> always the always the bad lads. The old and to make it
0: to make it even spicier. Uh, the the owner of Richmond is a woman called Rebecca, and so she was given the club after she divorced her husband. Her husband, uh, to get back at her, went and bought. You guessed it, West Ham. <laughs> <laughs> so h- highly recommend. Don't know whenever this third season will be out, but uh, get yourself involved, Chris. Mate, uh,
1: yeah, sounds like you have to now, yeah.
0: <laughs> West Ham are the bad guys, of course. Um, and just before we get on the more bad guys, uh, on behalf of myself and Chris, we just want to send our best uh, to David Brooks. Some horrible news over yeah. over the break uh, with his diagnosis, but uh, hopefully he said, he, I think he said the prognosis was good, and he started treatment. I think they've hopefully caught it somewhat early, so fingers crossed, all goes well, and we we'll see him back yeah. on
1: the pitch someday. I was, uh, I was, I was because he's, he's twenty four. So I was yeah, like, so yeah, yeah. So, in our sure. ballpark. Yeah, uh, great player. Um, I think injury has kind of prevented him from becoming. I think that first season at Bournemouth, he was class in the Premier League. Um,
0: I, rem- I remember uh, a performance at Old Trafford mm. where I think he lit it up a bit. And he's a good player. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully we see more of him uh, quite soon. Mm. But yeah, yeah, all the best to him and. Yeah, they're finally get the this week's fixtures, Chris. Uh we'll start with the the club formerly known as Newcastle United. I don't know what they're called now, but then they're not Newcastle.
1: Well, I, um, I feel like I feel like a lot of our listeners will be eagerly anticipating our take on, on, on what's gone what's gone down, but I'm not sure if that's really the route we're
0: gonna go down. Um maybe it is. I, I mean main me year you, are you... We're talking earlier, and we're on opposing ends.
1: Well, well, it, it's not. It's not that we're on opposing ends. It's more that I, I, I have a. I the, the issue that I have is when, and I understand why people people say it. Like my issue is when we we say that like this is when we don't have equal criticism for for other football takeovers mm. that have been a bit a bit suspect as well because of the countries slash people involved from Western and non-Western context, to be fair, Hmm. um, such as West Ham United and how they made their money. Um, So, so uh, yeah, uh, like a a lot, a lot of, uh, I mean, and every kind of Newcastle person has sort of said, yeah, I'm conflicted about it, you know, um, and that kind of thing. But I I think, you know, on a purely job. You know the people that work for Newcastle, and are purely, you know, after the past fifteen years, purely, you know, that kind of stuff. You know, like great, great for Newcastle fans and everything. But yeah,
0: nah. I hope they get skull fucked every game. So do. <laughs> Genuinely, I hope they lose three <laughs> 0 every game, and get relegated. Genuinely. See the way they got on today, waving Saudi Arabian flags around the place. Like, I, I, I the, think the fake I, beards, the tea towels think... around the head. Get over yourselves. Hope you. Hope the club Listen,
1: I, I think I think to to be fair, Billy, I don't think that's
0: the vast majority of Newcastle fans are doing that. It's it's so tough though because whenever the news came out, obviously we we didn't record the night it did, and the news came out that finally. Uh, the Premier League had worked out the issue, um, as we all know now, the issue, and well, what we had known for ages, the issue was nothing to do with politics or human rights. It was the fact that uh, being sports Qatar-based owners uh, didn't like the fact that Saudi Arabia were legally mm. streaming games. But sure, what would that matter? Whenever that small issue was resolved, uh, yeah. we had the scenes outside St. James's. And part of me was happy for them because I do, I genuinely do believe that a lot of that, what happened that night, it, it's, a just, base,
1: it's a fan base, it's fan that deserves
0: like a it, bit of optimism. But I felt that that one, that celebration, was purely Ashley focused, and I was all right, about that. I right. didn't mind that one bit. Yeah. There's too much of this now being like, oh, we're, we're delighted that the, the Saudis are here. I saw. Guy on Twitter today posting his bar set up and his Saudi Arabian flag on his wall, like, just like, looking at that country we like, wee bit, man. Like,
1: obviously, um, <laughs> yeah, um, but it, it's it's a weird vibe for because because there was that weird time, you know, between like two thousand eight and two thousand ten, when like Man City's team was kind of like, you know, there was people like Stephen Ireland and Ned Amonioa and Micah Richards who were there that kind of before the takeover, mm. but actually kept going through it. Because um, there'll be yeah. some Newcastle players who who will kind of, you know, keep going through this process and that'll be, you know, kind of interesting for them.
0: I, I'm intrigued to see who, who lasts out of this, especially, we'll talk about the performance in a bit, if they do stay up. <laughs> but, well, well see, yeah. I, I did, I think... I genuinely do hope this lot get relegated, but I did see that uh, the the rumour is one of their first target signings is Tarkovsky, and I was like, oh, that's pretty sensible. Yeah,
1: I, I think that probably is likely to be the case, yeah.
0: Yeah, but wh- there's one thing, I was watching match Day last night, and even uh, Sam Fender, who's a Geordie, and his album came out last week. I was watching interviews with him, and he was talking about it. And the way Newcastle fans do talk about it is, oh, they're like, this is fantastic, this has happened. Uh, it's also great that these questions can now be asked. It's like why couldn't those questions have been asked pre takeover? Why is it taken till now? And then we're all like, oh, what about the human rights record over there? Oh, what about the journalists well, yeah. they murdered? You yeah. know, it's yeah. There's too much of that from Newcastle fans and
1: well, I, I I just do think as well. Like, and this we maybe do disagree on this is that I I I, I don't think a Newcastle fan has to defend. Um, something that they're they literally have no part in and no control over
0: and yeah and that's that's part of it, but I, I just hope they've all sort of you know uh, i just hope they're they'll themselves with it, really but that's uh,
1: look like the, the way the way that west ham the west ham owners made their money is is seriously suspect and is thoroughly embarrassing um but it's fine for everyone because they're they're english you know so
0: <laughs> uh, yeah yeah it's our problems over here well, it's, y- uh, it's a uk y- problem i suppose we are just all sort of weighing up our our own ethics at the moment really isn't yeah, it yeah. you have to do it yourself uh but anyway on the game and uh <laughs> yeah a weird game yeah because the game of football did happen and uh i'd say shut out the sky sports uh because sky sports set Tottenham Hotspur up as the clowns to the circus today, in, uh, yeah, a, par- in a yeah, in a paraphrase from Jose Mourinho. Like n- nothing was talked about Spurs pre-game, where they were being fed to the Newcastle Wolves. Uh, after two minutes, Newcastle score, and you know we're we're getting zoom in reactions of Amanda Staveley and Anton Decker bouncing, and you know what? <laughs> they they're gonna win the Champions League, and everything's happening, and then. Spurs realize, oh no, we're actually a football team. Um, Kick a crap out of them for half an hour. um,
1: No, I didn't see. So, so, so I didn't see the very end. From what I understand, um, they then turned on Bruce the fans, and Shelby got sent off.
0: Yeah, yeah, best fans in the world. You know, fans have got their club back. They really deserve this. And then, yeah, whenever they went three-one down, uh, a third of the stadium left early, started booing Brucey.
1: I think that's uh, a bit harsh on Bruce. I'm not gonna lie, I got mean, like, like,
0: horrible on the guy.
1: Look, right, Steve, like Steve Bruce is such a complicated, like, like the problem. The problem with these managers who are in their sixties now, who are kind of like that, you know, like Mark Hughes, Alan that was kind of era, right? People fr- like. People do forget then. They, they have a view of what. Like, Steve Bruce has a relatively strong managerial CV. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure he got Birmingham, Hull, Villa all promoted. Mm. I think that's right. Um, and, you know, Madge Sunderland did, like, they were like mid table team with them, um, almost got Sheffield Wednesday. Up Wigan, even yeah, you know, like he's not a he's not a bad manager. It's just he's just become the personification of the Mike Ashley era. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, hundred percent. He's the stooge for Ashley, and unfortunately, because he's seen as sort of the last kind of thing that's keeping the Ashley reign intact with the new reign. Yeah, it's like they just want him out, and I don't know. Martin Tyler gave basically a managerial eulogy to him at the end of the game. Oh, did he? What was did he say? He was just going, oh, uh, Steve Bruce standing there with dignity, you know, uh, as, as the crowd pelt him. You know, you don't want to see the crowd pelt him like this, but he's got a fantastic CV, and wherever he goes next, day, he'll be fantastic and all this. It's like, yeah, Martin, get over yourself. Yeah. But yeah, best fans in the world and yeah, they, they all left early. So some <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, i sorry.
1: Sorry, I should clarify. Uh, he did not give it promoted, Dane Smith did and he was at Sheffield Wednesday for three months because he then went to Newcastle.
0: <laughs> but, but to be fair, some some innings to get a thousand games. Th- a thousand
1: games it, isn't bad. And, uh, it
0: really isn't. And <laughs> I was looking at his record. It's sort of like it was around 380 wins, 370 losses, and then however many draws is in there. I was like, that's such a sort of consistent line. Exactly what I expect from Steve Bruce. Yeah. Nothing nothing great. You know, not one of these like Pep Guardiola 70% win records or whatever, you know, just yeah, sort of in that ballpark of 33%, you know. Uh,
1: it should be said that um, first Premier League winning captain as a player. Well, there we go. In, for Man United. Um, and, uh, Yeah. Even though he never actually played for England, so
0: but yeah, I'll be like uh, Saint so James's was rocking after the first goal, but yeah, Tottenham took control. Uh, In Dombley getting his goal, uh, Daniel must have had a talk with him this week. Uh,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, because now weirdly Spurs are fifth, joint with Brighton.
0: Yeah, I think that's, that's I think that's a bit of a fake one. Well, well, we'll, we'll, we'll talk yeah, about, we'll talk yeah. about this a bit more as the week goes on. Being week eight of the pod, or not the pod of of the league. It was one of those weeks where you're starting to find out who's who and who's going to finish sort of where, and you start to get a feel of the identity of teams a bit more. I still can't work out how good or bad Tottenham are. Well, I... I don't think they're good. I don't think they'll finish No, I,
1: do, I don't think they're good. know uh, I, I really don't think they're good. Um, and apparently it was revealed, well, that... The same uh, news and podcast establishment that will not be named, <laughs> they also apparently revealed that Nuno Santo has a... Uh, is a two-year contract, but has a one-year break clause if they don't qualify for Europe this season. Um, so that, clearly, um, Daniel Levy was like, "Right, well, this is you know, this is how we get him out."
0: Yeah. So there's confidence. Yeah, uh, and then yeah, shortly after, and scored. King gets a second. He, he finally scores after trying to uh-huh, engineer a move to Man City for a couple of months. <laughs> And then we, we had an extended break. Unfortunately, there was a fan. Uh, oh, I, uh,
1: was that person was, all
0: right? Reportedly a heart attack. Apparently, according to tweets I saw before, we started recording that they had stabilised. Uh, so hopefully everything's all right there. Mm. Uh, the news will completely change, whether it's good or bad, by, by mm. Wednesday. But currently, all looks positive. All right. Uh, and then, yes, uh, Son then scores... I can't work out when he scored like because of that break and suspension. Apparently yeah, it was before half time it was after it was the suspension. Bef- it was, yeah. <laughs> but there was like eight minutes of, at, at a time there. It was, it was yeah. all over the place but some did score in what was the first half and kind of killed the game at that point and unfortunately because of the incident in the stands the atmosphere did just completely flatten from what yeah. it was pre-game where the stadium was buzzing you know they, they had the plastic flags out and everything and um, Newcastle offered nothing second half sort of last 10 minutes you know John Joe Shelby uh, tries to kick a bit of life into him quite literally by giving uh, Reggae <laughs> on a boot whilst on a yellow card I think he lasted about 20 minutes John Joe Shelby d- what is just the most John Joe Shelby performance ever
1: uh, you were saying that Anton Deck actually changed position halfway yeah. through um, to... I was
0: I was all about this because you know me I am the most superstitious person on this planet uh, I, <laughs> I have to do certain things before Chelsea play, and if Chelsea don't win, it's my fault. It's not the players. Uh, but but I noticed all game Ant and Deck sat the way Ant and Deck should. They sat Ant, the, Ant on the left, Deck on the right. Yeah. But obviously he flipped around for the camera and stuff. Uh, but yeah, as soon as they went three one down, and they stopped showing the uh, sort of box where they were because didn't fit in the Sky Sports narrative of the day. Uh, they went back to it quite late on and showed Antedek and they had switched seats <laughs> to try and change up the mojo. It's something <laughs> I would do. It's something I do in the house with my brother. I'm like, if Chelsea start losing, I'm like, right, we need to start flipping seats around uh, here because that just changes changes the mojo, changes the vibes. Yeah. And I just like that these multimillionaires with however many national television awards they have and knighthoods coming at some stage in their heads, they're like, yeah, we need to change this up. This is this is on us because we're sat in the wrong seat. Yes, no, and to be fair, they they changed seats, and what happened? The mojo changed, and Eric Dyer became Eric Dyer, and scored one of the most hilarious goals you'll ever see.
1: You'll also be glad to know, Billy, that literally two minutes before kick off, I swapped Lucas Moira for Joe Willock because I saw the atmosphere. <laughs> uh, mistake.
0: <laughs> mistake. That's actually minging. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> trying to run on atmosphere, but yeah, um, so we're trying to work out where teams are who they are because genuinely, what do you th- think Newcastle are going to sort of finish this season? What do you think in well, store for them?
1: Oh, well, if they don't make if they don't significantly make signings in January, then they're 100% going down because they are one of the three worst teams in the Premier League.
0: No, 100% completely agree, like, even there's, there's with no other, yeah, there's no other conclusion it, you come to. Yeah, even with Wilson and St. Maximum. just well they're a the today, eh? yeah. Yeah, exactly. A lot to be fixed, and probably unlikely that this time next week we'll be send Steve Bruce is the man to uh, fix them. Um, yeah,
1: I, I'm am surprised. Yeah, apparently that like was a bit of a shambles this week. Yeah,
0: like because that probably should have happened already. <laughs> Well, let's see. Let's see what happens. Uh, two teams, this probably isn't where most people think we're going next, but two teams who I really wanted to work out this weekend in a game and still can't work out either. Uh, Wills and Aston Villa <laughs> played at Villa Park. First thing I want to bring up, is Villa Park the worst ground to work at if you're like a, a steward in the Premier League? <laughs> Why? Because that away end, every, t- every game I see at Villa Park, that away end gets over flooded and someone ends up on the pitch. <laughs> every weekend, every, like without fail,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: some clown ends up on the pitch, and in this uh, occasion, multiple ended up.
1: Uh, Villa, Villa Park's a great stadium. Um, I mean, it could
0: well be, but I would not want to be like a part time G4S guy working here. Uh, but yeah, I just thought big opportunity game for both just to make a statement on who they are and where they want to end up. And even though Wolves won this game. Well, I still v- can't are work out. Yeah, because yeah. I've been thinking all season. I've watched Villa a few times. I think Villa are unreal. Great team. And I think I'm just so on the fence with Wolves. I can't yeah. work out good or bad. And then I work out. I went and looked at the table after this game. They've they're four and four. Win four, lost four. There's no in between.
1: Yeah, their their XG numbers are absolutely bizarre. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I one player I do want to point out, Billy, who I don't think anywhere near enough has been made of. Max Kilman, Right. Can we... Like, do you, do you know where he came from? <laughs> no. Do you know like, do you know anything about him? Like, I, genuinely?
0: Genuinely nothing. If you're so, not Portuguese in this time, I don't know you. So first of all, uh,
1: before the Euros, Andrei Shevchenko tried to call him up for Ukraine. Okay. Because both his parents are Ukrainian. Okay. Um, so that's the first thing. The guy went straight from, in two seasons went from the Southern League Division 1 Central, that was Marlowe FC in Worcestershire. Uh, then he went to the National League, that's in Blue League 2, to Maidenhead United and the England futsal team. Right. And went straight from there to Wolves in the Premier League. <laughs> and within, within a season was playing semi-regularly for Wolves in the Premier League. Have, like have, have you ever heard of a player making
0: such a jump just just to go off topic for a moment futsal, <laughs> futsal. before uh, last week i remember there was no football i was, sat down i was ready to watch the f1 and i turned over just to see what was on bt sport and the futsal coverage was on and it was some woman i had never seen before what do you mean the, the, the steve futsal. said well the- <laughs> <laughs> I was just so, it was like Steve Sidwell just stay in the leisure centre. <laughs> Steve Sidwell once of Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Chelsea's number nine. But yeah, back the back to Wolves and Max Kilman. No, genuinely didn't know that, but It's fair, it's a wild. Like But I think that's but that's where sort of this football scouting and an, like a- analytics is yeah. going. Like that is so money ball kind of thing yeah. of who else is thinking? I need to go get a guy from the futsal league. Yeah, like, if, and like good again, player. it's like yeah, it's not that different from actual football, other than it's indoor and you know.
1: So, so, so that that was the reason why Shevchenko couldn't uh, call him up because he played for the England futsal team. <laughs> <Apparently> <laughs> do that, <laughs> that counted as um, appearances for England. <laughs> um, like, uh, but, but it's the fact, but it's the fact as well, Billy, that he's a futsal player. But he's a centre back.
0: <laughs> that as well, you know. That's unreal. I'm such a fan of that FIFA shithousery right there that like <laughs> that he's been called up for the England all team, so therefore can't play for Ukraine. Unreal. Yeah. Um, uh,
1: like, I, I, so I, I've never heard like Jimmy Vardy went from the, the national league to the championship, but that is that is off
0: the charts. Of that that's that's genuinely better. I prefer yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, back to this game. Uh, Danny Ings gets his goal as he normally does. John McGinn scores oh. a goal that uh, wasn't as nice as the one he done for Scotland because massive deflection on it. Uh, the,
1: the, the, the other issue is we didn't have Ali McCoy scoring
0: magic! <laughs> that was genuine. See if Ali didn't commentate on that Scotland <laughs> game, it wouldn't have been as good. <laughs> but you're thinking of 2-0 up Aston Villa or, or Home and Host, sort of, because, again... I don't know a great deal about wolves. I can't work out if they're good or not. And ah, then, yeah, Saez gets his goal. Connor yeah. Cody gets one from a corner, kind of a bit scruffy. Yeah,
1: yeah. And, and then to top check. it off,
0: and then to top it off, you know, you're. If someone had told you before this game that this finished three two. John McGinn scored from outside the box and Ruben Neves scored a free kick. You're thinking, what a game. And then you actually look at the goal scored on Ruben Neves. Massive deflection off that wall. Yeah, I'm, I'm, he's one of those as well. He's sort of like wolves in general. I don't know how good Ruben Neves is. Well I think he ne- I just need to see him in a better football team. Not better. I, I, I need to see him I in think, a, a, a Champions League sort of team.
1: I think Ruben Neves is the player of Man United, should have signed the summer.
0: Yeah, he'd, he'd, he'd fit in well there. For, I'm for, for the, the,
1: the, 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 center, the defensive midfielder who they talk about needing for the past like 20 years at Man United.
0: Yeah, but then again, well, get on the Man United because they have all their issues. Now. I don't <laughs> think Ruben Neves would... But- fix a lot of those issues yeah. i just like to see him somewhere I don't even know elsewhere sort of like a Bayern or something well, like, I just want to see him at that Champions League level he, I mean he did captain Porto when
1: he was like 19 in the Champions League like that legitimately happened
0: um, oh, fair enough so he's played for Porto massive club yeah respect that <laughs> so is that
1: sarcastic I can't tell
0: no that, they're bigger than PSG so so respect him Ruben Neves currently has a bigger footballing legacy than Neymar <laughs> <laughs> so those, but yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see where Wolves now go. Uh, as I say, four and four, 12 points. They're sort of just in the middle. I just I, want to see what well, way it goes. I've do decided.
1: They... i I'm not a fan of the manager.
0: Oh, have you, Bruno? Or something, whatever it is. I'm still not him.
1: Lag, lag. I just think. Like, do you know what his uh, previous English experience was, Billy?
0: well. Based on what we're currently going on with, like, Max Killman, you're going to tell me he was, like, groundsman at Millwall or something. <laughs>
1: um, do you remember the guy who briefly managed Swansea after his successful stint at Sheffield Wednesday called Carlos Carvalhal? <laughs> yep. Um, he was his assistant.
0: Oh, my days. So, well, to be fair Tim, well, that, that's a, that's a good glow-up. Uh, getting from the- that to then being 2-0 down the villa and then winning 3-2. Respect them,
1: yeah. Like, as we get into with the if we talk about Brentford and Chelsea, nine times out of ten, Villa win that
0: much. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not, for both these teams, I just want to see which way scale tips here. You know, do yeah. they will now fall down and you know, they've had a good result here? You know, they're sky high. Do they mm. carry on this momentum? Certainly, Villa have had a great run before the international break there, can they now pick up again or do they fall apart? I mean, these two teams are just so up in the air for me. Yeah. So they are. Uh, and then another two teams who I thought this was a statement week for are potentially uh, Leicester United. Oh. Chris, where, where do you want to go dear. with this?
1: Uh, Ole. He's playing Leicester. I thinks, right, we're playing against Kelechi Iheanacho and Jimmy Vardy up front. Yep. Let's play out from the back with an injured Harry Maguire.
0: Yeah, that, that was his major no, issue here. No, I, and no, Maguire no, was Bailey, so rushed back.
1: Bailey, I do not have a UEFA Pro licence. In fact, I don't even have a UEFA C licence. I just have a decades of experience <laughs> on a football manager. That was so easy to think that that might happen. Like, And, and the thing as well, Bailey, you'll have seen on Twitter the amount of people that went, oh, but... Alex Ferguson got like three years or whatever before he became Mm -hmm. a good manager. Hang on a second, right? Alex Alex Ferguson won the league with Aberdeen in a much higher quality Scottish Premiership, roughly in England than I was then, and beat Real Madrid in a European Cup final Hmm. before joining Man United.
0: Yeah, and Alex Ferguson also wasn't up against Saudi Arabia (laughs) and Dubai. (laughs) You know, so stuff like that. But yeah, 100% agree. I think Maguire's massively rushed back. Now, United did go ahead in the game with the initial Greenwood goal, which, unfortunately for anyone who scores a goal from now on this season, it it can be as good as that goal was. But it won't be goal of the season. Like, we'll not remember that because of goals elsewhere. But Mason Greenwood, top, top player. Uh, I actually think the Telemans' goal is Pogba's fault.
1: Uh yeah there, there there was well yeah it's a classic they don't have a
0: CDM um well uh, yeah but Paul drops in that position takes that free kick that he that he uh, won yeah. after fighting Daka or whoever it was yeah uh but then plays it over to the Lindelof knowing full rightly the way that Leicester play was sort of the Nacho and Vardy pressing and they yeah. press so well here so they, <laughs> they then, do,
1: which they do. In every match they play. Yeah,
0: exactly. If you have done any <laughs> analysis on them, you would know this happens. Yeah. So he then plays at the Lindelof, who gets pressed. He plays at the De Gea, who's also under a bit of pressure, who then, yeah. for whatever reason, gets it down to, like, Maguire. Yeah. And then they, they lose the ball, and Telemans... Oh, Telemans didn't celebrate this goal the right way.
1: No, I, I know I know what you mean. Yeah.
0: Telemans, because it was Man United, should have done the campner celebration. Yeah. I- should, should have turned around, arms out, found a collar to pop or something. He yeah. should have been so disrespectful of the celebration and didn't pull it
1: off. It's just the fact as well, Billy, in the post-match interview that um, Ole Gunnar Schulz said, we need to look at the balance of the team. <laughs> it's and, like, and, again, like, do not do that pre-game. So, so we need to look at the balance of the team. And he said, and then the guy the interviewed and said, oh, you know, was this a wake-up call? Is this alarm bells ringing? And he said, and they kind of hesitated and went, Oh well, like you know, we, we, we should have we, we shouldn't need one. And uh, you know, this is also in the week that he said that Marcus Rashford needs to focus on his football. Um, <laughs> at, you know, despite, and he
0: scored in the game. So does only right for the Daily Mail. <laughs> Didn't realise that's like a serial column in there. <laughs> Stick you know, the you, football lab. because because there's
1: obviously been such a significant drop off in Marcus Rashford's form since he fed yeah. the, the nation's children. Um, that that warranted being mentioned in his press conferences. Yeah, um,
0: I wonder does Ollie just have a secret burner account where he just tweets LeBron James <laughs> saying "shut up and dribble."
1: I mean, I mean to top it all off, Billy, I don't know if you saw that man. Yeah, decided to fly to this match. <laughs> <laughs> they, they flew to Leicester. No, no, I don't really know English geography super well, but I do know that both of these cities are in the, the middle of England. Um, Listen. <laughs>
0: They've done that knowing this wasn't a net zero game. <laughs> <laughs> Premier League clubs should do that now. See if you're not playing in a net zero game, mm. do all the emissions you want. <laughs> go d- go down in individual hummers for all uh, yeah. <laughs> of um uh,
1: j- Just two uh, positive points for uh, for Leicester. Um, no bias. I think Johnny Evans is a seriously impressive professional. He has been playing at the top level for a very long time and. uh Looked, uh, looked good. It looked better. Biggest mistake
0: Man United ever made.
1: <laughs> he looked better like, than. Genuinely. Two. The guy's coming 34. And, like, if um, you look
0: over the past however many years since he left that club, it, try and name me who's been a better star. No, I can't, I can't. I you <laughs> know, so, can't. You yeah, um, one know, of, one of the biggest mistakes they've ever made. And uh, Pat be the uh, first
1: Zambian to score in the Premier League. Some stat. Love that.
0: Um, bit yes. of a tapping but and he nearly did <laughs> mess it up but that was at the stage so uh, so and Chudy scored a bit of a scrappy one close to being offside and then Rashford uh, focused on his football uh, sc- yep. scored a cracker like lovely ball through to him by Lindelof to be fair yeah, but then hilarious moment in the game where Cristiano Ronaldo rushes over to get the ball to put it back on the halfway line. So yeah, you know, you know so United, yeah, you know, because he's, he's he's a born winner and you know he lifts everyone <laughs> up. So put the ball in the halfway spot, and Leicester scored it directly <laughs> from. <laughs> it was like it was thirty seconds before that ended up on that. Uh, Football images that preceded unfortunate events. Twitter account.
1: <laughs> I I just feel like every time Jamie Vardy scores, it's always things like that. It's like you know, and he and he knows it, and he looks at the away fans. And he's like, "Oh, these are," <laughs> <laughs> but I love
0: it. Yeah, I was reading, if Vardy Vardy let himself down, should have taken the goal away from him for not being a town's sand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I did, but. Yeah. Le- Leicester, I haven't been able to work out all season. I still well, well they're, under, sort of think, they're,
1: they're underperforming. Like
0: you know, yeah, because especially over the past few seasons, we've joked saying their bottle jobs. Not as because no, no, sorry, started. I, 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 I've never said that on this podcast. I know because you've been incorrect, um, <laughs> but that's because they start so well. What? They haven't really got going this season. They've had no defenders. They've had no defenders. That's been that's part of it. And also, I did notice in this game that James Madison was back, and yeah, he hasn't play, been good. He hasn't and been playing good. playing like James Madison. Yeah, he yeah he wasn't good before this. And game. Like a couple of strikes outside the box towards the hay, keeping them on target. It's just stuff like that where once that starts to tick, Leicester can become a good side again. They yeah, just Madi- yeah. all all the coming. You can't rely as heavily on Vardy as they have for so long and Ian picked up a load of goals no, good, yeah. they just do need those extra bits from Madison. but yeah both these teams I still think United will finish top four uh, Leicester to me yeah. just with the the European schedule I think will eventually hinder them they started, they started badly as well you know they have started badly but It just shows on their day will just cause a top team a lot of problems if you aren't 100% at it, which Man United weren't because of what we've said there. Because people weren't focusing on their football. People not focusing on their football. Uh, Maguire not being ready and then playing five attackers uh, whilst... (laughs) Who actually was it in midfield? Because it wasn't Fred, which was interesting. Because uh, not only I think it was Matic, was it? It was Matic. And yeah. that's, yeah, that's another thing. Matic is so past it. It's it's tough to same. But yeah, uh, it's quite funny. Whenever you hear comments from Paul Pogba after the game and he's saying, you know, oh, yeah. we, we, we need to change something. But we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, elsewhere, uh, we'll talk about uh, the best player on the planet right now, Chris. Uh, we, we can't argue it.
1: Oh yeah, Mo Salah is. is, um, absolutely. Uh, Mo is Mo-
0: number one on earth. But
1: that's boring to talk about. So, that is so
0: boring to talk about.
1: <laughs> so uh, first of all, uh, really respect Jurgen Klopp's little hat tip he gave to Ranieri. Bit of respect.
0: Bit of respect to a fellow Premier League champion.
1: Yep. Uh, bit of respect for Sadio Mane for reaching the 100 club with no penalties. Oh, I didn't know that part. Bit, bit of respect for that. only the third player to do that.
0: And also, um, real respect to Mane for only having one weekend where he does it instead of the three <laughs> most <seven. laughs>
1: um And then, getting on to
0: Watford. Yeah, because you have to work out here. Was it, were Liverpool that good or were Watford no, that bad? Uh, Watford were terrible. Um, Adam right. Messina, the left-back,
1: for some reason started in midfield. Uh, <laughs> that attempt to, like, one of the worst positioning I've ever seen Danny Rose, after gurning and all or nothing about how he never gets picked. Ben Foster. Ben uh, Foster was so bad. And he, he, he tried to make himself look as if he was good, but he really wasn't.
0: Yes, yeah, so we'll, we'll go through few share those. Danny Rose had the worst eight minutes I've ever seen from a footballer. <laughs> I've seen some people have bad games, but Danny Rose's first eight minutes of this game where he just gets turned over and over again. I, 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 um,
1: I honestly wouldn't be that critical of him just if he had not said those things and all or nothing.
0: Yeah, the way he got on Jose Mourinho, of all people, thinking he was the big lad and then couldn't do it at Newcastle. And then at one stage in this game, Chris, uh Mo Salah was running at Danny Rose, and Danny Rose was running towards his goalkeeper, like his body was facing towards <laughs> Ben Foster. Now, you can watch me play football, and I'm not good. <laughs> but I can tell you now, I know not to do that. <laughs> and yeah. I'm not paid the same money Danny Rose is. Um...
1: And also, for some reason,
0: Fabio Cannavaro
1: was in the stand.
0: Was that like a Ranieri thing or something? Ranieri just flooding his mates. I assume like, it
1: was, but I like, are you in the area? I, I assume it was, but I'm using using it as an excuse to inform you and the listeners, Billy, that the Chinese Super League has imploded. Um, good well, news, good to everyone stuff. involved. Um, so, Fabio Cannavaro uh, resigned as manager of both China and Guangzhou Evergrande. Uh, which totaled 27.9 million US dollars of a salary, which he gave up because uh, the entire league has basically uh, evaporated into nothingness. Well, because it's,
0: it's just coming to my head there. You've said he was a manager. Yeah. What's wearing now is... With Watford doing what Watford do, I reckon mm. he'll give you manager within a fortnight. Uh, well, you like, know, he will be on the touchline. by things, like, of things. If he can hang on for long enough. Yeah, um, but I, I yeah. agree. Ben, ben Foster. is oh, yeah. Like, don't know the issue. It's because we watch so many different goalkeepers now, and Ben Foster. He doesn't compare is, anymore. Like he's he's a dinosaur now. Because if you look at the distribution of the lads in the Premier League now, even, yeah, like he's not even that level now. Yeah, the, the that way. worst keepers in the Premier League now have good distribution. Yeah, ben like uh, like
1: Aaron Ramsdeel shocking. Yeah, Aaron Ramsdale, that was that was my Arsenal signing you know, like. Yeah.
0: He's he's just so the, the league's left keepers like him behind and there's also uh rumors circulating that he had Mo Salah as his fantasy team captain this weekend, but uh, <laughs> I don't know right, so genuinely I whenever he's in the championship, I quite like this YouTube channel and stuff. I went on the other week over International Break to see a few things. Oh, has it changed? It has because he can't vlog in the same way and everything, but he does a lot more. At the start of the season, he did like a predictions video of where he thinks everyone's going to end up. But my biggest issue is that he has videos on there where I don't know what the reason is because I don't finish them, but but he's wearing like other teams' kits. There's like a video of him where he's presenting it in like a city shirt. There's one where he's in a Liverpool shirt. I don't know what it is, but I think if I'm manager of that football club, I tell him to cut that out. I don't mind him doing the whole YouTube thing. It's the fact he's wearing other teams' kits.
1: Yeah, I mean, the the other goalkeeper is the Austria goalkeeper who got to the last 16 of the Euros. I don't really know why they've
0: dropped him. Mm. But yeah, I think uh, Watford are heading towards Norch territory where I don't want to talk about them anymore.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Ranieri needs to change something quite quickly.
0: Genuinely, I don't think Carlo's the man. Uh, but yeah, on, on the other side, I think well worth giving Liverpool their flowers because again, just they're 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 a good team. Moving on, just just no, but let's we can't just go moving. It's, on. it's the been team. the
1: same team for four years. We know we I, know what they're like. You know, I know it
0: has, but genuinely, like Mo Salah right now. No,
1: like is, like Mo Salah is is the best.
0: You know, but, he scores a goal like he did against Watford here, where he sort of has three players around him. He then puts Craig Cathcart on his backside, yeah, curls it round the keeper, and that's not the best goal he'll score this season.
1: No, I, I, the, thing, <laughs> the thing I noticed about that goal is that Craig Cathcart like punched the ground in annoyance, and it wasn't because they conceded the goal. It's because he's now going to be in that footage.
0: Yeah, forever. Life. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. He's in the Mo Salah highlight reel. Like yeah. whenever Mo, Mo's doing uh, those kind of footballer talks, you know, that we went to Chris for like around gigs in the waterfront. Oh yes, yeah. yeah. Whenever Mo's doing one of those in Egypt, and they're showing the highlight <laughs> reel before, that's gonna be <laughs> that's gonna be shown. But obviously, if you're not, like this was it. It was in slow motion. Not cool. Uh, like that, was, that was great. That was just just yes. the role of the studs, everything about it. It was like, nice. surely not. Surely not. Oh, yeah, he scored. Fair enough. No, he's, he's, <laughs> a play. he's a good player. Uh, Bobby Firmino hat trick, uh, potentially the easiest hat trick of all time. Yeah, I, I don't think he actually deserved to take the match ball him. <laughs>
1: out
0: no. of all of this team, you know, Mo had the afternoon of his life, Bobby yep. scores three tap ins, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and runs away with them. You know, and Sadio Mane scores uh, his hundredth goal from an unbelievable pass from Salah. Uh, yeah, yeah, nah, but again, yeah. it's trying to work. out, Salah had an unreal afternoon. But again, against Watford, you know those defenders <laughs> for that unreal goal aren't that great. The ball through to Mane, he goes past Danny Rose like Danny Rose wasn't there. And that
1: goal where like I, I, I actually don't think Cathcart did a lot wrong in that. It was because of the other guy, the other guy <laughs> yeah. running back, and then the line and
0: Rose's attempt to tackle Salah, um, and then it just came across so quickly. Honestly, can't can't wait till this slaughter in the championship. Did think they were hard done by with one of the Firmino goals, as we were saying uh, yeah. earlier with that sort of offside decision uh that was in the Nations League. Uh the ball through that was intended for Salah. Salah was so offside. Yeah. Uh, the defender then has to play it. Yeah. It then bounces off Foster and uh Firmino taps it in. That's it's tricky because the laws it was completely right, but that goal doesn't happen without Mo Salah being offside. Yeah. Real real tricky one, but yeah, Liverpool Liverpool looking hot right now. Yeah, they're they're yeah, they're up there. It's just frustrating. The only the only hope for anyone else this season when Premier of the League is that month where Mo goes the the Africa.
1: So that's, uh, oh, of course yeah well, well that'll be interesting Yeah,
0: no, that's sorry. the only hope that, like, the Premier League can only hope that Egypt get to the final <laughs> <laughs> Egypt and Senegal
1: uh, yes yes which is a completely <laughs> realistic possibility
0: <laughs> well I'm hoping uh, Senegal don't uh, we'll get on the Chelsea here Chris because yes. Eddie Mendy uh, d- uh, yes um, best on the planet right now I think
1: I uh, so yeah mo- most least talked about uh, world class Goalkeeper I've ever seen. Like I, like uh, who, who, who on planet Earth is actually talking
0: about Edward Mendy right now? I think the only person that does. I think Petr Cech. <laughs> I think Petr um, Cech still skates this lad. No, he's, he, <laughs> no, he's,
1: no, he's no, fair play to him. He's
0: unbelievable. Best in the league. The this minutes. game, yeah. Uh, XG wise, uh, battered. Yeah, sorry, Chelsea. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, but yeah, you should not have won this match. Uh,
0: Brentford, Brentford, are 8, eight. Brentford are yeah. unbelievable.
1: Brentford are unbelievable. Um, but also, Bailey, uh, Malang Sar. Yep. What's going on? We've got, we've got another one of the lone trains that's just suddenly come into the team.
0: Yeah, so uh, let's let's talk a bit here. Do he uh, get a squad
1: number at the start of the season? Uh,
0: no. Uh, as, <laughs> as, as, Tom, as Tommy Tickle said, this was not the cleanest sheet. the um, <laughs> Malang Sarr had quite a bit to do with that. Now, he didn't have... Was he not good? It wasn't that he wasn't good. It was just the mentality that having a guy like this brought, because it, he was so nervous in himself, and everyone was expecting an error that didn't come. He had one I loose pass. That, like,
1: did he have to play him? Like, I, I, don't like.
0: I don't think he had to. I don't know why, because <sighs> he could have played Schlober there, and then as the other side, and then uh, Rhys James at wing back. So I don't know. I look at the size of Malangsoar and I don't like him. Yeah,
1: he's like can't almost? Yeah, he's
0: he's not tall enough for a Premier League centre back, which yeah. is a big issue. He was so he was completely saved by, by Mendy. Mendy a similar similar thing with Moussa. Like we're not going to see better saves this season than yeah. the one with his face and then the one from the overhead <laughs> kick. Yeah. Like I did, just feel awful for Thomas Frank whenever that overhead kick didn't go in because.
1: Oh yeah, that that yeah, that was that was I could, I could
0: see on his face he was like, "What what more can I do?" Yeah, you know, Brentford had one point eight eight xg, the Chelsea's not point two yet. Yeah, the, everything Brentford about that last twenty minutes said Chelsea would lose that game, and I'll be honest, if Frank Lampard were manager, Chelsea would have lost a six one.
1: Oh, 100%. I'll be completely honest. 100%, yeah.
0: You know, even that uh, Chiloba clearance off the line, everything, just wee things like that would not have happened under Frank. This lot will die for Thomas <laughs> Um, I I've,
1: i have a number of little quick points from around the league Um, before we do in the mud, Bailey. Really, <laughs> uh, so first of all, Zach Steffen, the Man City goalkeeper. The US a, international. Yes, he's the American goalkeeper. Twenty-six years old. What? Um, guy. <laughs> interesting for the guy to ride out his career like that at that age. Um, so I mean, uh, fair play
0: to him. No, I, I if you're a goalkeeper, that's well, a pretty I, good
1: yeah. job. Yeah, well, I mean, you you learn a lot, but like you know. You no, I think else. you know,
0: I know. No, I think as a goalkeeper, you've a decision to make. The. Especially for him, it's like, do you want to sit on the bench at Man City, play the odd game and win the league and the League Cup every year? Or do you go to, like, mid-table and get pumped and yeah, yeah. the facilities aren't as nice and it's I mean, cold? I mean, yeah. and I mean the miserable. guy's the most hench-looking goalkeeper I've ever
1: seen. He's mm-hmm. absolutely ripped. Um, but then
0: he'll, he'll go away at the States and, you know, he, he'll treat those as massive games.
1: Yeah. Um, so, uh Southampton leads. James Ward-Prowse missed his first Premier League game in 118 matches. What was wrong with him? Uh, I think he, if somebody was, because he was with England, I think. Um,
0: not not really sure to be honest. Um, Strange. I I just assumed he was one of these people. Just you just wind them up, chuck them out there, no matter what. Yeah, like I'm
1: not, not sure what's going on. Um, and um, Armando Bruja... Rudy, yeah. First Albanian to score in the Premier League as well. So and
0: cobham graduate, good man. Uh yes, another
1: Chelsea loanee. And <laughs> finally, um March Brighton.
0: Worst game in Premier
1: League history, I'm calling it. Uh nil nil. And it had it even had the customary Neil Mopé dive.
0: So that was yeah, that was a shocker. Um, uh
1: yeah, so, made him out of this league. So there we go. Uh two two other quick points. Um so good to have Chappers on match of the day, Yep. Let's make that permanent. And also, speaking of Lineker, uh, I did notice, Bailey, this week that um, at Wayne Lin- Lineker's Ibiza Ocean Beach Club, oh, no. uh, Lewis Capaldi was there.
0: Oh,
1: brilliant. <laughs> he was there in his kind of kind of plain white t-shirt, uh, baggy cargo shorts,
0: and Wayne Lineker said, he's just so funny. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I'd love just to see the state of Capaldi and Ibiza. Just... <laughs> Again, it's a, it's a similar thing with like John McGinn going to Qatar. I just want to see like oh, yeah. his skin gets on. Yeah, yeah. But yeah no, just to bring up... When we bring up the Norwich game? I think that's the second time this season we've brought up that uh, Norwich have been involved in one of the worst Premier League games of all time. You know, we're, we're only eight games in, and we, we've called it twice this season. <laughs> uh, before we're going in, what actually, yeah, I forgot to bring this up earlier. She brought this up at the start uh, with regards to the international break. Arsene Wenger right is trying to make football better with this nonsense about (laughs) a World Cup every two years you know right all that do whatever you want Arsene don't care but if he wants to sort out footballing issues to make things better for players shorter term sort out South America because this nonsense of players going away for international breakdown there and then not being able to play the first Premier League game after that is ridiculous, and yeah. it happens too often.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on there. Yeah,
0: The fact that like these clubs do put all these lads on the same private jet straight after the game and still can't get them back in time to play on the Saturday games is just ridiculous.
1: Yeah, apparently a Romero with Spurs was, was like literally pushed onto a train today, like this morning, to, well, uh, saw... <laughs> to play against Newcastle.
0: Yerry Mina was sat, so he was on the bench for Everton, but he wasn't sat in the, w- with the bench players. What? He was sat a few metres away, still full kit. Uh, Columbia kit? Yeah, no, uh, Everton kit. like <laughs> Available to play. Right. But had to, had to sit away from the bench with a mask on. Because like, uh, of COVID? Yeah, because of protocols and whatever goes on in South America. Like, right. Arsene Wenger fix that before you start Aye. messing with that World Cup Mons, yeah. Uh, but yeah uh, on the in the mud and a cracker uh, because I don't know where it stemmed from <laughs> I think it has something <laughs> to do with Newcastle fans and I think uh, Jake Humphrey off of BT Sport may have made a comment and set them all off but uh, last Friday I believe I seen Jake Humphrey trending on Twitter I was like well what's Jake done you know <laughs> he's a fairly uncontroversial lad other than whenever he does present and at the time I was like (laughs) he's not presenting so what could he have done he was just commenting because people are giving him stick Uh... so uh, just to run through a few of the tweets that were sent out in Jake Humphrey's name which I thought were hilarious Uh, Jake Humphrey phones Radio 1 to tell him he's loving the tunes and to keep them coming (laughs) Uh, Jake Humphrey stands at the top of the stairs and pretends to be the chaser (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Jake Humphrey says, all gone to himself whenever he finishes a meal. <laughs> uh, Jake Humphrey thought Joe Linton had a degree in computer science because he has trouble shooting. Just thought that's, that's a proper dad joke. <laughs> uh, Jake Humphrey shouts, capital, give me the cash, every time he answers the phone. Uh, (laughs) Jake Humphrey does a minute's silence when he plays a game of FIFA. Sorry,
1: sorry. capital, give me the cash. (laughs) The only reason I know that is because my barber.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's not the cool FM cash call over here. Uh, Jake Humphrey leaves the room when the BBC News tells tells you the scores before match of the day. (laughs) Uh, Jake Humphrey checks the tire pressure before a journey longer than 25 minutes. Uh, <laughs> Jake Humphrey does five-yard sprints when he's trying on new trainers. <laughs> uh, Jake Humphrey pulls his trousers all the way down whenever he goes to the toilet. <laughs> uh, where's this one? Oh, no, I'm not reading out that one. Uh, uh, Jake Humphrey sells a quid coin in the kid's birthday cards. <laughs> Uh, Jake Humphrey shares missing Facebook posts for people 350 miles away <laughs> uh, uh, Jake Humphrey still smacks his arse declaring that's as the price after doing his weekly shop uh, Jake Humphrey says thank you to self-scanning machine <laughs> uh, uh, Jake Humphrey wears a helmet when playing F1 2021 on his Xbox uh, Jake Humphrey uses a straw to drink his paint. Uh, <laughs> Oh, see, these just continue on. Uh, Jake Humphrey tells the 18-year-old barmaid he will take the corona, but she can hold the virus. Like <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know where all this came from. Like, Jenny, oh, if no. anyone knows where this started, this was... Elite level stuff just on Twitter one day, just hammering in the Jake Humphrey. Jake Humphrey wears latex gloves when filling his car up at the petrol station. Like, unreal. <laughs> uh, Jake Humphrey waits for his 20p back off the taxi driver whenever his journey's been 4 pounds <laughs> I just like that we've all worked them out. You know, everyone has had this opinion of him. And it's taken something to spark it. I and mean, then he's trended on Twitter, and everyone's been able to get in the same jokes. And I'll just leave you on this one. Uh, Jake Humphrey puts ketchup on a Sunday dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a nice one to end on while we record. So yeah, uh, Chris, that's it from me and you. Any, any final thoughts before we send people on their uh, um,
1: uh No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We've had two weeks off, and Chris has nothing. No, you know. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, one thing before we finish up that I did say over the international break which I'd like the international uh, listeners of the pod to let me in on uh, I was watching the NFL London game last week it was the New York Jets against someone and uh, Christian Pulisic was on the sideline uh, what? yeah so because he, he's injured and has been for however long uh, oh, it, was right. nice to, it was nice to actually find him and see what he's doing uh, but he was in uh, a New York Jets jacket and I'd like an American listener to explain to me why Christian Pulisic, who I know is from Philadelphia, <laughs> supports a New York team. Yeah, that, that may I love the guy for what he's done for Chelsea, but I may have to be out in Christian Pulisic as a result.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's unacceptable
0: because I can't be having it. And from my knowledge of the NFL, New York Jets aren't very good. So whatever he did, he made the wrong decision in life. So I'd love that one explained. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, on that note, uh, that's it from me and Chris, and we'll see everyone next week. Thank you. See you later.